Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. And thanks to our friends at Leonard's Motors Peugeot in Limerick. Limerick man Dave Weldrick was a long time and major contributor to the sporting community in Limerick, very well known to many of you listening. He tragically lost his life while swimming in the waters off Kilkee last August. And since then, his family have set up a GoFundMe page with the aim of raising funds to buy a defibrillator for Kilkee. The campaign has been well received so far, but of course could always do with a further boost and uh, his uh, son Brian Weldrick is on the line uh, to tell us a bit more about it and good morning to you Brian. Good morning Joe, how are you? Good, good and listen our sympathies are on uh, Dave's passing um, in tragic circumstances. Just explain exactly what happened in August. Yeah, it's a long story but I'll cut it as short as possible for your listeners Joe. Um, As you said my dad was a major contributor to the sporting community um, and the charitable community across Limerick. But um, it was the 16th of August and myself, my wife and my three young children, I have three children under four. So uh, we always take a week off for my birthday and my dad, myself and all of us go down to West Clare, um, which we have done for the last 30 or 40 years. I know it's a second home for a lot of your listeners as well, Kilkey. Um I went for a pint with my dad the night before uh, the night of my birthday, um, we had spent the full day together. Um, he, he cherished his grandchildren, so we were on the beach. We were over at the Pollicles. Uh, I know it's a major achievement for young children to swim across the Pollicles. So both of my children did that with my dad, which was which was a huge feat for them at their age. Um, and I went for a pint with him in Murphy's um, up in Kilkee. Um, we spent an hour and a half together um, talking about uh, sports and soccer and running and marathons as we always did um, and I suppose my wife was uh, eagerly anticipating my return home so that my kids would go to sleep because they always uh, wanted kind of a kiss and a hug from both their parents before they go to sleep but she, she gave us that time together as she always uh, selfishly does. And then my dad drove me home uh, back up to the Dunlicky Road in Kilkee and um, we had a very loving, open relationship, a very honest relationship. We fought like cats and dogs, but one of his highest values was forgiveness and uh, he always had the line, never go to uh, to bed on an argument, uh, which we never did. And it was a beautiful moment that we shared together just in that car. He, he reached across to me. And he told me that he loved me, and I said what he often did, and I said I loved you too, and he gave me a hug and a kiss, um, and I said, look, I'll see you tomorrow morning for for lunch or brunch, um, and uh, we left it at that. I woke up the next morning and um, brought my kids to the to the children's park in Kilkee, um, as we frequently do. And next thing, the the rescue helicopter came across the children's park and uh, my children said that they wanted to go down and and have a look at the rescue helicopter, which, you know, we thought it was a training exercise. And and then we heard the the ambulance and the fire brigade and we knew that there was something seriously wrong. So as I was uh, looking across from Nolan's, um, uh, which is a news agent in Kilkee, which many people will know, I was looking at the helicopter. Uh, I rang my dad, and and for the first time ever, he he didn't take my call, um, and that kind of spurred something in me to say, right, something may not be right, but I'm probably being paranoid. 
and next thing my mother uh, had called me to say that's your dad and literally my heart sank to the floor we had two buggies with the three children so um in a state of panic i ran away and then i came back and then i ran away again and then a, a really decent member of the public offered to help my wife with, with the children um, and then i flagged down a car um, and uh, a local man drove me up, um, tried to get me past um, uh, the fire brigade, but they'd shut off the road. So he said he, he knew a quick way, which was 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 up around the Dundicky Road. So he dropped me off as close as possible. And uh, uh, I guess still to this day, it, it creates anxiety in me, but I was jumping through um, bushes and, and hedges and gardens and everything, and I got there. And um, yeah, there was a there was a significant amount of people standing there, and I saw them doing CPR on my dad. And, and I'd say it was about maybe five or ten minutes, and that they had airlifted him then up into the into the helicopter. And there was a lot of people coming up to me, uh, giving their sympathies and, and commiserations, and it just wasn't registering with me. I said, "Sure, he's probably okay now. He's in the helicopter." And then we had to just literally, in a panic, gather up all our stuff and, and, and race to Limerick Regional, which my sister is a doctor, so she she was already there with her husband. And I knew as soon as I walked through the door, uh, the receptionist said, this is this is Mr. Weldrick. And I, I knew then my heart literally just sank again. And I said, this is not going to be good. And I walked in and my sister and her husband had, had just had to break the news to me that, that my dad had died. And... Um, it, it was just, it was, it was heart wrenching. Um, still to this day, it, it's very raw. And I just turned around and I said, "How can we get some type of positivity from this really, really tragic event?" Yeah, and, and we'll come to that in a moment. But I, I mean, what you've just told us there is stunning in so many different respects. And one of the things that I'm thinking about is your young children um, in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was actually, a lot of people know Mike Prendergast's wife, uh, Shona. She, she she stopped us on the street to help my, my, my wife with the children. I knew her. My wife didn't know her, but um, she took our children to the mobile because obviously my, my wife was in a lot of panic as well. And she wanted to get to the scene to see what was happening. So... Um, you know, it was just the decency of, of, of the members of the public that helped us as well. Um, but it was. And, and look, my dad would have been very well known in the sporting community, a very fit man. He was actually doing a long distance swim from Newfie to the beach, which he's done a thousand times. Um, and I suppose the most tragic part is that by the time I got there, he was probably passed away. And when I was getting there, the lifeguard was only getting there with a the defibrillator. Um, and my sister thinks that if there was one there quicker, that, that you know, he would have had a, a, a fighting chance of surviving. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Brian Weldrick about the passing of uh, his dad, Dave Weldrick, who would be very well known to a lot of people listening uh, this morning. Um, so what did your young children know and when did they know it? Because it is an unusual situation of people being on holiday, isn't it? That, uh, you know, the normal routines are obviously out the window and everyone is together so much more of the time. Yeah. Yeah, look, my my, my, my eldest lad is four, uh, the middle guy is three and my daughter is one and a half. So the, he, he he figured it out straight away. We were in the car driving up and he said, something's happened to Grandad. And then once we got to Limerick, he said, Grandad's dead. So he figured it out straight away. 
and we tried to hide it from them as best we could, but then we just tried to explain to them in the car, you know, that granddad has gone to heaven, and, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it, for any anyone to explain to someone, very young child, that that, 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 that someone has died, it, it's, a, it's, it's just a crushing thing to do, and it's so hard and complicated, and obviously they have so many questions, and it's just a it's it's a, it's a task that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And Brian, then the rest of your family, those who were in Kilkee and then others. Yeah, my sister was in Limerick. Actually, she was due to join us in Kilkee, but she stayed in Limerick. Yeah, she has young children as well. She has four young children, so she was um, in Limerick at the time. My brother sadly was in Australia. Um, I lived in Australia with him for for about seven years. He's still there, um, and yeah, I I can't remember who exactly made the call to him, but I remember when I lived there, I said that was my one fear of getting that call. And sadly, I think it was my sister and my mother had to make that call to him. And obviously, he was he was in bits, and he had to make that very long journey home. I think it took him a day and a half to get home. You know, which was which was which is tragic in itself. Queen, what about your mother? Yeah, look, um, as a lot of people know, my, my parents were separated in Limerick, but they, they had a very um, good relationship. You know, the communication was very much alive. And he was up in our house in Tilkey, um the day before he died, and they were uh, sharing cups of coffee, and, and either they had good communication lines and a uh, very good relationship between the both of them. Um, and they just always tried to do what was best for their children. Um, she was on the scene first, so obviously that it has affected her a lot um, to, to, to see that. And, um, you know, we're just all so hurt uh, because we didn't, I didn't think, Joe, that I'd have to worry about my dad until he was into his 80s. <laughs> it never struck me for one moment that a man so fit, so such an exercise fanatic, such a man so passionate about sport and his contribution to sport would ever be taken from us at 71. He was a very young 71-year-old, yeah. still out running, walking, everyone around Monley and Castletroy area knew my dad as a man with a high-vis vest out, out exercising, you know? Yeah. Um, we're chatting to Brian Weldrick uh, about uh, his dad. Um, he, so, did you establish what happened? Because he was a very strong swimmer. Very strong swimmer. He was the, the irony of this all is, Joe. He was a swimming coach. So him, him myself and uh, himself and my mom ran swimming schools together in Kilkee. Uh, look, initial indications would 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 assume that he's had a had a heart attack. Um, there's obviously an inquest into his death um, at the moment, and the circumstances of his death has has delayed that for us. Sadly, um, I think it takes anything up to eight or ten months or something for for the inquest to be heard. The guards have to provide a report, the ambulance, the fire brigade, etc. So it's taken a bit of time, but you know, all indications would assume that that it was a it was a heart attack that he had in the water. Which brings us round to you mentioned trying to create a legacy from this tragedy. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I'm looking to do is channel some positivity into this tragic circumstance and to try and avoid any other family going through what we have gone through um, since August. It's it's uh, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, it's something that a lot of people have contributed to, and it's a it's a GoFundMe page for a defibrillator for for that area of Kilkee um, because. The most tragic thing that I've heard is that that if that lifeguard, and by no means am I blaming the lifeguard, it's just the position of where they were. Um, you know, if that defibrillator had been on site quicker, 
you know, he would have potentially had um, uh, a better survival uh, rate than, 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 than what he had. And where did that defib come from, the one that did arrive eventually? It was the lifeguard's hut, which was on the opposite side of Kilkey. So it would have been, um, if you know Kilkey, it would have been the opposite side of Newfie. So down in the city, kind of city centre of, of Kilkey. Right. Um, so yeah. it, it needs more defibs uh, in in various points around Kilkey. That's really where you're coming from. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, there's a very, you probably know it yourself, there's a very popular coastal walk, the Dunlicky Walk, that's done by, you know, I, we have a house up there. We see the, the droves of people that pass up there every single day during the summertime. And it's just an area of isolation, I think, for anybody that does get into trouble if they have a heart condition or, you know, if they have a heart condition that they're not aware of, which my dad obviously did. Um, it just gives them that, that that chance because sadly what happened is the helicopter had to come from Valencia, um, which is a fair spin even on a helicopter because they can't launch boats from, from the piers in Kilkee um, anymore. Um, so it, it's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's an area where I feel that, you know, we can contribute positively to if we do get established defibrillators um, in the area. Right. So, Brian, just to remind people of the details of the GoFundMe page. I'm sure many would wish to contribute. Yeah, no, it's, it's called DFib for Dave. So it's D-E-F-I-B and then for Dave. Um, I set it up, I think it was about two weeks ago. I, you know, the, one of the things is my, my wife works in the medical industry and, and she was giving us a costing on the defibrillators. Um, and I think they were coming to 1,000 or 1,500 per defib. I'm trying to get two. But she subsequently told me about the expensive running costs. You know, they need to be serviced annually. Um, so my, my goal is to try and get two defibs, but to try and get the running cost of them for at least eight to ten years um, as well. So it's, it's, it's slightly higher than the, than the goal that I've set on the GoFundMe page, only because I found out uh, subsequently that they, they, the service costs can be quite high for them. But look, people have been so generous um, with, with um, their contributions and it just kind of epitomises the contribution that my dad gave to the sporting community and the community in UL where he worked. Um, you know, so with Dave Mahidi, who would be very well known around Limerick, called him the coach of coaches. You know, he was just so passionate about sport. He was so giving of his time. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I as a father, uh, say to my children is, you know, the way I can show you how I love you is by spelling it T-I-M-E. I I give you my time and my dad gave that to me and so many students in UL in in abundance. Yeah, and it's just worth, we'd be here all morning if we were to go through your dad's accomplishments and CV, but for uh, listeners who wouldn't have known him, just give us a sense of what he was involved in. Yeah, so he he was heavily involved in Ashley Anacotti, uh, Jamesborough, Pike Rovers he played for as well. He was the first ever coach to win the All-Ireland um, football final with the university, which is a feat that has never been achieved again. Um, he was a referee, stalwart of the Limerick Refereeing Society for just under 30 years, I believe. And he got into refereeing because he was coaching myself and my brother's underage teams and the referees weren't showing up. And that inspired him to say, I can make a change. In his later years when he retired, he was heavily involved in Bernardus. Um, he also taught children their literacy in, in St. Bridget's National School. He then started helping out refugees to learn English in Ireland, uh, in Limerick, obviously, to, to help them settle in. And he was also due to fly to um, India to help uh, a women's empowerment programme um, the month after he died, but sadly he couldn't do it. So 
he was he was quite a giver to the community. Um, very very well known, as he said. Um, but look, he, he's a huge loss, and and at the outpouring of people reaching out to me and my family as a result of his death has just been it's been overwhelming because I didn't realise the legacy that he left in the community. He was so humble about it. He never bragged about it. Yeah. Um. It's just it it, it has been overwhelming for me and my family. Um, Brian, when you were talking there about those last moments that you spent with your dad, how do you reflect on them now? Um, I reflect on them as, you know, um, he was my my best my best friend. Um, he was always uh, a very level-headed man. He was always a great listener. He was um, a wonderful father. And um, it's, it's just, I've, I've written a diary of my last couple of days with him and that last couple of conversations with him. And it's a, it's a diary that will stay with me forever because um, he was just such a humble man and a, and a great father and someone that it was such a good sounding board for not only my problems but my brother and sister's problems as well. And he's someone that's just greatly missed. He's, he's such a big character and a big um, voice in my life that there's a there's a massive void there now that it will never be filled. But People tell me that time will will heal um, that void a small bit, but it's 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 tough. Every day is very tough. Mm. Okay, well, look again. We're sorry about it, um, and remembered very well at the time, uh, and all of the tributes that came into this show and across the media in Limerick and nationally as well. Um, you know, he 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 is very much missed. Um, and I hope that, as you say, this creates some legacy for him. But but for you and for the family, you know, it's it's something that you will live with forever. That's the reality, isn't it? It is, Joe. It is. And listen, thank you very much for your time, and thank you to to, to Anne Marie, your colleague there as well, for for getting in touch. I really appreciate you uh, getting behind us. Okay, well, uh, let us know how you're getting on with it, but it sounds to me as though you're already making great progress through the GoFundMe page, and I suspect lots of other people will want to contribute as a result of uh, hearing uh, from you this morning. Um, That's Brian Weldrick uh, talking about his dad, Dave Weldrick, and do take care of yourself, Brian. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for your time. Take care. Call Limerick today now on 461995.